So hello and welcome back to the Indivisible DFW podcast. Uh, this is Jay Malone. I'm your host as usual. Um, so last week we had a really crazy week full of uh, a lot of events. Um, the Pete Sessions Town Hall was uh, was quite an experience. You know, something like I don't think the Pete Sessions have has met that many of his constituents uh, in his entire time in office. Um, and we got to learn a lot about the congressman um, and uh, his attitude towards the concerns of his constituents. Um, this week has been even crazier. Uh, we, we learned um, a lot more about the administration's ties to Russia. Um, we learned that uh, a lot more about uh, Donald Trump's tenuous grasp on reality. Um, Time actually ran a cover story that asked, uh, you know, is does truth matter? I think it was what it was. Um, so um, uh, today we are actually at City Hall uh, because we had the opportunity to, uh, to participate in um, a, a, an event uh, to oppose the Scion project, uh, the Trump Hotel project in downtown Dallas. Um, when we were there, we ran into Lee Doherty, uh, who is the president of the Stonewall Democrats uh, in Dallas. Uh, we asked him if he'd sit down and have a chat with us. So, uh, so Lee, thanks for taking some time to talk with us. It's good to be here. So, uh, so Lee, how, uh, how long have you been involved in activism, political activism? Well, I'm trying to think back. I've um, lived on Cedar Springs and been a, a resident of Oakland for um, almost 14 years now. So the uh, LGBT community is no stranger to activism and to uh, protests and to lobbying city officials for a variety of causes. So um, I've owned a bar down there for about 12 years, and I'd say a number of those we'd had to uh, um, you know, work with the city or uh, organize the community into uh, different functions. So what was your first experience in, in activism? What was, what was the first thing you got involved in? What like, inspired you originally to get involved in politics? This is actually a funny story. It was actually in 1992. Um, it was the general election. It was the first election I actually got really into. And this was the um, um, Clinton and uh, Bush uh, general election. And there was a third candidate. I'd done a book report on Ross Perot in probably about fifth grade, so I probably was a little biased. But uh, I asked my parents how I could help Ross Perot get elected, and they told me to call the campaign office. And a couple of days later, I had a sign. So I uh, went to the garage and built my first picket. Um, it's my first pick. It sounds like, you know, something you, we should be buying kids, you know. Uh, it's a great toy. And anyway, I, I asked my parents to go to school the next day early, and they said sure. So I picked it in front of my middle school at the time, Ford Middle School in Allen. And the uh, funny thing happened the next day is uh, a couple other people showed up. They had Bush signs. I still have my pro sign, but uh, 1992 is my first picket. And, uh, you know, news showed up and they did a little story and it was cute and I'd like to think that's the first time I helped the Democratic Party by uh, splitting the vote so uh, Clinton was elected. There you go. And, and was that your intention at the time? Uh, that was not my intention at the time. It was just a uh, looking back that was a unique uh, um, uh, take on the uh, series of events that happened that year. I was trying to get a sense of like how politically woke you were at the time. Like, did you actually think things through that? What is funny is I remember um, trade policies of Ross Perot. I remember his NAFTA stance um, at the time. You know, his debt relief issue. Even though I, as an adult, fully understand that now, um, I thought I, I thought compelling. And this was kind of interesting because my parents were major Bush supporters, and they're still Republicans to this day. And I'm, 
you know, probably as far left as you can be as a Democrat. Um, so I think that was my first time of saying, you know, what, what I'm used to, or what my parents are doing, I don't agree with. Or, you know, in Allen at the time, which was all Republican, um, you know, something in me doesn't fit in that scenario. And again, as I grew older and, uh, you know, progressed and, you know, and then was old enough to vote and really old enough to make change, um, you know, we had a series of uh, interesting general elections and then um, 08 was probably... Um, my uh, awakening, as you would say, into the uh, real uh, uh, political realm um, when uh, Obama and Clinton ran in 08. So the first uh, you know, president that really inspired you following Perot, the presidential candidate who inspired you following Perot was uh, Barack Obama? Yes, it was. Okay. What was it about Obama specifically? You know, it, it was used over and over in his campaign, but I think it was very, very serious, and it meant a lot to a lot of people. It was his hope. It was inspiring. Um, his message was uplifting. And you, I, to me, for the first time, I felt things might be able to get done. Uh, we might be able to uh, end the wars. We might be able to, you know, start moving forward on social issues. We might be able to, to um, you know, address the uh, corruption and the greed of Wall Street. We might be able to address a lot of major problems facing the country. And that's what really got me energized and, uh, as I guess a lot of people say, woke into the process and very, very active and, you know, in donating and telling your friends and, uh, you know, doing what we do on social media. So... I know that besides being a um, uh, the president of Stonewall Democrats now, uh, you are also a precinct chair. So, uh, how long have you been a precinct chair, and why did you decide to uh, to sign up for that? The precinct chair I uh, was um, elected to is a fairly uh, new thing. It was uh, done this year. Um, one reason we decided to get involved is when uh, a lot of us back when we were working on whatever campaign we were in 2016, afterward we were looking for opportunities to help build the party on a grassroots level. And when we started looking around, we realized that there was hundreds of precinct chairs that were open and vacant, and nobody was working on the grassroots level to engage voters in midterms, um, generals, or even as we're coming up to local elections. Um, so that's one reason a lot of us did sign up and a lot of us are getting um, busy in those precincts to try to get out the vote and right now register people to vote ahead of the uh, um, April 6th deadline. And when are those local elections? The local elections for the city of Dallas and a lot of surrounding municipalities will be May 6th with early voting about two weeks before. And so I, I know that you recently uh, came out with some uh, endorsements for local candidates. So, you know, why is it important that people start to really focus on, on municipal elections, on local elections? I believe it was um, uh, Tip O'Neill that uh, once said that all politics is local. And that's so true, is the policies that are set forth by the federal government are very, very broad and massive and do impact your life, but they take some time, almost sometimes, to impact your life and even on the state level. City ordinances and uh, resolutions, all that kind of stuff that are passed on the local level impact you first. And a lot of times, if you want change in your community, that change can happen happen. Uh, very quickly through your council person and through your local government. So that's why it's very important to elect, um, you know, great representatives uh, in your district and in your uh, in, uh, school board elections as well. So I know you're keyed into uh, local politics in a way that probably very few people who are listening are. Um, so are there any like particular candidates that really uh, get you excited coming into May? 
I have a unique opportunity living living in Oakland and off of Cedar Springs, where Cedar Springs is the boundary of not only council districts but House and Senate districts. And uh, so, owning a business and living down there, I have like kind of a host of representatives I can reach out to uh, as a unique perspective. Um, I live in uh, Councilman Madrano's district. Um, he has been a, a great ally of the LGBT community when we faced um, our crime wave about a year and a half ago that uh, uh, we had 30 attacks uh, on uh, people in the area. Um, unfortunately, all of them were unsolved at this time, but uh, Councilman Madrano really stepped up and got involved and uh, assisted. The organizations that got involved uh, worked with businesses to improve lighting um, and, and security and uh, has really worked and been a great ally to the community. So I, I fully uh, back and endorse him. On the other side of the street, we have another great councilman, uh, Councilman Kingston, Philip Kingston. Um, Kingston is... Uh, Policy-wise, is an amazing uh, uh, progressive. Um, I believe right now he's working on bringing uh, back and trying to pass the uh, the ticket release uh, program for uh, people that are caught with small amounts of marijuana. Um, be able to uh, an officer will be able to just ticket them and release them and keep them from being incarcerated, which I think is a great policy to have. And many in his um, his work in in bike lanes and from. Um, the uh, wage uh, increases the city did a, a couple years ago for raising uh, contractors and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Kingston really, for policy, has been a very, very progressive leader at the council and has got a lot of things done to really improve the lives of the uh, not only the, the city, but also uh, working with um, parks and uh, keeping the tollway out of the Trinity project. So you, when you decided to get into politics, you initially were inspired by uh, Ross Perot, uh, understandably. You know, 1992 is a weird time. Um, but, uh, you know, you decided that you, know, you wanted to go to work for the Democratic Party. You know, you wanted to, to support the Democratic Party. So for, you know, a lot of people that have come up recently in activism, you know, they are not necessarily party people. Um, you know, we have independents, we have conservatives, we have obviously a lot of progressives too. Uh, but you know, what would be your case for the Democratic Party specifically? Like, why do you think why why did why do you think people should get involved with the Democratic Party? Well, before I answer that, I will say I completely understand the frustration probably uh, that people feel in both parties. I understand the uh, disillusion some people have gone through, um, possibly entering and exiting and trying to be active in certain parties. Um, it is not an easy task um, to always, you know, have to agree with your party or maybe have to follow your party. It's like that. I do understand uh, the frustration a lot of people feel in that. Um, what I feel with regards to the Democratic Party, um, both parties and I can only speak for, again, the Democratic Party, everyone admits we all have things we need to work on. No one's gonna say the party is perfect. No one, I doubt any Republican will ever say the Republican Party is perfect. There are things we all have to work on, but what you have to realize is you have to band yourself around other people of like-minded people that fight for the same issues that you believe in. Um, as a workers' rights advocate as well, you know, people that will help the lower, uh, lower class, middle class, uh, raising the minimum wage, uh, protecting uh, healthcare, um, moving towards a single payer Medicare for all system. Um, you know, one, once again, think that you have to look at the issues that mean a lot to you and then see where uh, and what vehicle basically you can use. Um, and, and that vehicle to me is the Democratic Party. So if people want to find out more about uh, Stonewall Democrats, uh, where should they go? 
We have a website and a Facebook page, Stonewall Democrats of Dallas. We are a uh, PAC filed with the uh, state, so we're able to raise and endorse and work uh, for candidates. Um, we are we meet the third Tuesday of every month upstairs of uh, Sue Ellen's in Oak Lawn. The um, uh, meetings are open to the public, and we'd love to have anyone join us of uh, like mind. Thanks for listening to the Indivisible DFW podcast. If you liked what you heard, then please subscribe. Um, you can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, also, write a review if you like it. Uh, you can follow us uh, on Twitter. It's DFW Indivisible. Facebook, facebook.com slash Indivisible DFW. We also have Instagram, Indivisible DFW. And you can find our website, IndivisibleDFW.org. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful day. Bye.